Let's just pray before we come into this time of hearing from God's word today. A gracious, loving God, we just give you thanks that we can share together across the internet with each other in our various living rooms and places where we are listening and watching to this message. Lord, today I ask that your Holy Spirit be upon my words today, be upon the hearts of the people today that hear this message. I pray this in your holy name. Amen. Well, it's great that we're joining together. And if we were thinking about that this time is normal, it's not. We're doing church completely differently. We're doing church online, um, and I'm preaching here with, with nobody else in the room. But I am preaching to you today to offer a message of hope in this time. See, if we were following along in our church calendar, we'd be doing a, a message about Palm Sunday, about remembering how Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey um, and how people were getting caught up in the excitement of that moment and throwing their cloaks on the road and throwing, cutting palm branches down, putting on there. And, and so often when we read this, and when we read it in the Bible, it often is, has this little heading saying, the triumphal entry. Let me say, as I read through this, and I was hearing God speak to me, I, I didn't feel triumphal at all in any of the situations that we're in. The situation in our, our world doesn't feel triumphal at all with the, the COVID-19 pandemic and the numbers of people catching it, the number of people dying from it, the restrictions that are in place just does not feel triumphal at all. And so I struggled with what I should talk about today, about how we're going to worship, about wrestling and holding on to tradition and the expectation that we would just flow on the readings for this year and, and try and struggle on and bring some sense of normal behaviour into all of this time of crisis. And I struggled whether I should address the situation because there's nothing normal about this time, about the moment that we live in. And as I leaned in to God this week, and sought God's leading for what I should say. He made it real to me that while we live in a time of fear and anxiety, of concern about what is happening around us, that doesn't mean that our faith is pushed out the window. So what I want to do today is to, is to talk about faith. Talk about faith in a time of fear. And bring some promises of God into this situation and how we respond. So how do we react to fear and anxiety? That's such a big question. How do we react? Some people react um, and, and hunker down and hide away and other people rise up. But let me say this. Fear and anxiety is actually a normal physiological, psychological response 
to times of crisis, to times when we have danger around us. It's not something, fear is not something that we make up. Anxiety is not something that we make up. It's something that we actually need to realise ourselves. See, our brain perceives the danger around us and creates this, this fear and that anxiety for us so to protect us. And this is normal. It helps us in these times. But it also hinders us as well. And for some people, the fear and anxiety doesn't work the same way as others. They either have a really heightened sense of fear and a phobia about a particular thing and they, and they do irrational things. And then there's other people who have a non-existent sense of fear and anxiety and, and, and they just are blasé and don't treat the situation with any kind of respect. It, it's, I don't want to talk into those situations. I want to say that they're real. But I want to talk about our, how we would normally respond in a time of extreme anxiety and, and fear that's around us. What we do. How do we react in this time? How do we react in this isolation that we're in? How do we react when we go outside uh, and we're told that the surfaces that we may be touching may have this virus and we'll get sick? Do we underreact and carry on as though nothing has happened? Blase. Leave it alone. Or do we prepare for the worst, like doomsday, doomsday preppers, and, and overreact? Well, I want to say the balance is in between all of that. But I'm no expert. And what I wanted to actually say to you is that I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to listen to the authorities, to do as they ask. But in all of that, I want to talk today about how we react to times of fear and anxiety from a perspective of faith. You know, Annette and I have been worried and anxious about our parents, about the older members of our congregation, and we want to be able to be doing things in real practical ways so that, that they are cared for, they are looked after, that they have all that they would need to get them through this, that they may even have to change their patterns of behaviour. It's working out of our fear and anxiety. And it's real things. We're, we're, we're afraid for our parents. We're afraid for the older members of our congregation. We don't want them to get sick. We don't want you to be sick. We don't want you to be injured and hurt and maybe die because of this. But how do we respond in this time when we do have these real fears, these real anxieties? What do we do? What do we do from a faith perspective? Well, the first thing from a faith perspective is about where we place our trust. You know, it's so easy to get caught up in, in all the information that comes in, um, special reports on the TV, on the radio, on the internet, um, news that runs for hours about the same subject. Yes, we have to get the message across. We need to know it. 
But we need to also realise that there's another message there. Where do we place our trust? For me, I place my trust in God. I'm going to live by faith and not fear. I want to share with you from John's Gospel, chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. And it says this, Don't let your hearts be troubled. I think that's, that's an amazing thing. That's a big statement. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and also trust in me. That is in Jesus. There is more than enough rooms in my father's house. If it were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. No, we don't know the way, Thomas said. We have no idea where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now this is one of the passages that um, I often use um, at funeral times. And it's a passage of comfort that people will be with God. He's preparing a place for them, even when they have died. And that's actually a great comfort to me, to know that God is there for me. Even if I passed away, I will be with God because Jesus is the way. I've placed my trust in Jesus. But he says we don't live because you don't live out of fear. Don't let our hearts be troubled. You can see all these things are going to happen because you know where you will be. We don't live out of fear. We live out of faith. Because we know that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. It's because of Jesus that we have peace. A peace that really, you know, can calm you in times of troubles. You know, if you are feeling anxious and afraid... And I remember writing a little article about this, is not letting the last thing before you go to sleep be all about COVID-19 and the anxiety-producing information that's coming in. But let that be a promise from God. Let that be a word from God. Further on in John's Gospel, in chapter 14, in verse 27, it says this, I am leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. What a wonderful thing to have. What a wonderful thing to have in this time of anxiety and fear is to have a peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. There is a bold statement that if you have faith in Jesus Christ, if you know he is the way, the truth and life, you placed your trust in him, yes, there will be times of anxiety, there will be times of fear, there will be things like that, but you will have a peace. And all people will say that it's a peace that you know, passes all understanding you know, and, and that statement just flows off. But it is a peace that actually goes beyond our understanding. There's a piece of heart that says, even in these times of troubles, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to get fearful. I am going to trust that God is with me. It's a piece that says, not because we are blind to our current situation around it, but because of our current situation, I place my trust in God. I place my faith in God. 
I know that God is faithful. I know that God is in control. I know that God won't leave us or forsake us. And even if I die, I know God is there with me. God is working in all things. What a joy that is. The Apostle Paul, uh, in, in the letter to Timothy, said this, For God has given us a spirit of not given us, not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and love and self-discipline. As Christians, we are not told to fear or be timid, but to work through the power of God in your life to show love and to show self-discipline. Now, our faith in Jesus means that we're not going to panic, but we're going to live from peace. Practically, this, this has implications for us of what it means to, to live in peace and not in panic, to have, you know, not in panic, to actually have self-discipline, have control, to know that God is there for us. And this has real practical examples for our life, you know, I, as I was doing the shopping this week, walking down the aisles, um, and I go pretty early in the morning uh, when I can, and walking down the aisles and you see uh, a, you know, empty shelves and a few packets of an item, whether it be pasta or whatever it is, and you see that item and you go, I know I don't need it, but there's only a couple, maybe I should grab it. That is panic setting in. That is not self-discipline. That is not love. That is not exercising our faith if we go and grab it. You resist the urge to panic and purchase it because you don't need it. We're not going to panic. We're going to live out of peace and out of self-discipline. Because as it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, for we live by faith, not by sight. We live because we know that God is there for us always. The second thing that we, we do, we know as, as Christians, in this time of fear and how our faith responds in this time of fear means that, that we're going to live out of sacrificially rather than selfishly. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, it says this, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Think of others as better than yourself. Don't look out only for, the, for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. See, when this was written back in the time with the early church, they were facing extreme persecution. Yet the call was not to be selfish, but it was to think of the interests of others around them. So when we respond in times of fear and anxiety in our world, we respond by faith, not out of selfish desire, but out of sacrificial love. And finally, the, the last thing that we're going to do as we respond with faith in this time of fear and anxiety is that we're actually going to let the light of Christ shine through us. In Matthew 5, verses 14 to 16, it says this, You are the light of the world. 
like a city on the hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. I love how this talks about practical, real things of what it means to live by faith and not by fear. That if we live by faith, we're going to show that practical love that is coming from Jesus in our life to those around us. Because we are a people of hope. We're a people whose very behaviour is reflective of their faith in Jesus in this time. We're not a people of anxiety. We're not a people of fear. We're not a people that are unsettled. Our society at the moment is fearful, is anxious, is unsettled. Things are in upheaval, but we live out of faith. We can bring hope to those around us. Have you ever noticed how when you are peaceful in an uncomfortable situation, that peace permeates out to those who are anxious in those times? That is the life that we are meant to live as Christians. See, our behaviour as a church, it matters. Our behaviour as Christians, it will help people. My prayer is that our church, that you as individuals, as Christians, will help this situation, not hinder it, that your faith will shine a light into other people's lives, that people will turn to Jesus at this time. May we shine the light of Jesus into the world. So let us just pray. A gracious, loving God, we give you thanks for this time. We give you thanks that we can delve into the Bible and we give you thanks because you promised to us that as we live by faith, our anxiety will decrease. Our fear will decrease. We know that the fear and anxiety is all around us, but we want that peace that only your love in our life can fill. So gracious Lord, I pray now for everybody that is hearing this message. I pray that the peace of God may be upon them now, upon their lives. They may have a sense of calm in the storms around them. Oh Lord, I pray this in the power of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.